Hour number three, kicking off here in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Go download the brand new Fan Run Radio app. Go to your app store. Download it. You got it up and running. Brand new FanRunRadio.com. Got an announcement coming this week of a pretty cool event we're trying to put together, so keep an eye on that. We'll talk about it on air as well on X. Some cool stuff happening here at Fan Run Radio. Download the app. Take us wherever you go. All right, let's kick off some hour number three with some winners and losers of the weekend. I won't make either one of you sing the intro song. Sam, you can get an intro ready over the next week or so. But it's winners and losers of the weekend. Bob, who did you think won this weekend? I had a couple. Um, first off, and this comes from Super Bowl, and we'll probably talk a little bit about Super Bowl commercials in general, but uh, whatever this product was, Timu. Did you see any of their spots? Did I see any of their spots? Yeah, Three I, saw, of them. I saw all their spots. Three of them. So, man. wait, you have them as a winner or a loser? They, I have them as a winner because people are talking about it. I mean, I never want to use them, though. They made me so annoyed that I don't ever want to use their product. But you're, you're, you're at least a little more familiar with them. That's the whole mission. And I, yeah, I'd say that, you know, they, good Lord knows what they spent. But, uh, I mean, we were all talking about that. What is Timu? And, you know, there's all sorts of comments on social media of, you know, there's, there's, uh, word that they might be a place that you don't want to give them your credit card information because it could end up getting you know harvested by other uh, places and yeah it, it it was a it was curious to me but boy I know who they are now well I'll answer, well I'll say I know the name but I don't know what they do it's some sort of shopping tool that's that's one of my friends said you know they said they spent a lot of money there and basically they said it was like a Chinese Amazon yeah that sounds about right. It's a cheap Amazon. You can buy a bunch of stuff, and it comes from China. It's basically what I know about it. But I didn't see them like really promoting that in the commercial. So I don't know if that was effective. You, you know the name, and maybe you go and Google it, and you do the work yourself. But I think it's – I'd like to believe it's rub off. It's Taylor Swift effect, too, because it's – my wife knew what it was immediately. And okay. I, I mean, not the stereotype, but for for females that do a lot of online shopping and everything, they there was familiarity with what it was. Okay. So, yeah, they were, I think, just trying to build awareness. But, yeah, they I, – I think they – it's not going to resonate with me, but I think it, their mission was to obviously spread awareness and, you know, widen their net, and they did it. Um, Don't worry, Papa Bezos. I'm staying with you. Yeah. I'm not going to the Chinese knockoff version. I'm I'm riding with you, Papa Bezos. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other one, <laughs> Dave Portnoy. Sells Barstool way back when for about a half a billion dollars. Buys it back then just recently for a buck. Sits out for a six-month non-compete and now has signed an eight-figure annual marketing deal with DraftKings. I was under the impression they had a non-compete with all sports books. I thought that was a part of the terms of the sale to ESPN. Because, you know, ESPN bets is essentially what Barstool's sports book was, right? Correct? Yeah. Like, they... That was a part of the the deal with was it Penn Sports? Yes. I was under the impression Barstool couldn't be in the gambling game anymore. So how does this work? Well, they're back in. I that I don't know. I don't know yeah. any details on it. They they literally just uh, signed this deal in the last you know. Yeah, I saw it this the weekend. weekend. Yeah. yeah, but I I was under the impression they had a non compete and they couldn't be in the gambling 
they, well, promoting they, gambling apps because of the relationship with Penn. I thought that was a part of him being able to buy Barstool back for a dollar was contingent on that. He had a non-compete, but he served it six months. Yeah, I thought it was a in perpetuity type yeah, of thing. Yeah, apparently not. But uh, so a lot of money coming their way. I don't know the terms of the deal, how how many years it's for, but you know, <laughs> eight figures annually is a is a nice bump for uh, you know it's some of the shrewdest business dealings ever. If you look back to how much money Portnoy made selling Barstool, then bought it back for nothing essentially, and now is going to make more money with that asset. I still think he's a jerk. Well, yeah, I'm not a fan, but he offered me a job, Bob, and then backed out on me. Or well, actually, didn't back out on me; just ghosted me. So I, I got beef with Portnoy. <laughs> well, your consolation prize, you get to work with me now, so it's good, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. There you go. Good <laughs> yeah. answer. Good yeah. answer. Um, my third one, you're not gonna like it. Somebody was one of one from three point range in college basketball this weekend. <sighs> I thought you were going to say you were one of one in your pickup game on Saturday. Is what no, I thought you were say. didn't play well, honestly. But uh, do you stay out and pop the three? Or are you uh, or are you down on the block? I putting people in a blender. I pop the three, and <laughs> but to the extent where maybe some guys on the team might tell me, "Hey, man, get under. Got to get underneath <laughs> to get down there." So yeah, I, I, you got Chris Tasporzingas over here just wants to stay out by the perimeter. I'm a left-hander, so that's that that gives you a little edge on the outside shot, but. Uh, Zach Eady, the circus freak, as you like to call him, hit a three against Indiana, which was sweeter because it was against Indiana and they were just running him off the court. So I've seen some buzz that he is working his way into being a a lottery pick. Uh, that seems crazy to me, but say he's increased his athleticism and his shooting and and might get a shot, uh, might get a shot in the first round, maybe as high as the lottery. I think that's cr- out of the entire weekend. <laughs> Zach Eady's one of your three biggest winners. So no Patrick Mahomes, no Usher. I figured you're going to cover the – I think the NFL is a, is a winner for sure. The NFL in general just, you know, it ended the way they'd love for it to. The Vegas story, there was nothing really, really crazy. I mean, there was a streaker, but who cares? No, that's anywhere, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be there's going to be lots of Super Bowls in Vegas. Until I, we find out Kyle Shanahan was shaving points. Ah, but those are my winners. My winners of the weekend, number three, I went with movies. Movies were kind of the highlight of the Super Bowl commercials, it felt like. Between the Twisters, uh, between Deadpool, the Planet of the Apes are back. I love that movie franchise. Yeah. I'm happy to see Planet of the Apes Hell back. Yeah. I thought movies, the big winners of the Super Bowl commercials. Outside of my girl, Jenna Ortega. Shout out to her. Number two, I went with the dog, Juwan Jennings. I think he becomes, I don't want to say a household name, but I do think he made himself a lot of money as he's set for restricted free agency. He's a tough wide receiver. He got to throw a touchdown. He is now, you know, in Super Bowl lore in terms of guys to catch and throw a Super Bowl. It's just him and Nick Foles. But Jawan Jennings, I thought, was a big winner of the game despite losing the game. Number one, though, it's the duo. We went from Belichick and Brady to Mahomes and Andy Reid. And I find Reed and Mahomes to be much more enjoyable. I don't I don't have a disdain for them, despite having three Super Bowls and kind of being the, the new evil empire. I don't really hate them. Maybe it's because Andy Reed's fat. It helps to look jolly. Maybe it's the, give me them nuggies. Maybe it's that. I don't know. 
Did you see my comment on the text thread last night? It all caps, give me my damn nuggies. Give him his nuggies. He's like yep. Santa Claus. Kind That's what of, I'm saying. You know? He just like, seems jolly. Yeah. I mean, he just seems seems jolly. And and Mahomes, for as great as he is, I don't really hate him either. I thought he was going to have the Steph Curry effect where at first everyone loves him, and then you realize, wait, this guy's actually cocky and I hate him. He's a kind of a villain. Curry got a little bit of that you know, during their run, especially with Durant. Maybe it's because Mahomes doesn't come across as cocky. He just comes across as a killer. And he sounds like Kermit the Frog. And he just says the right things. And if you do want a goon on the team to hate, maybe it's just like, hey, you, Travis Kelsey's the annoying one. I don't know. But Mahomes and Andy Reid, they're the big winners of the weekend. Sam, anybody we missed? Um, I had written down as Connecticut and Purdue, basically, and everybody else in college basketball is kind of just losing, it seems like. Those are the two that just... Win no matter what. Winners. Yeah, yeah, they're separated. I had sure. I had uh, Mahomes and Andy Reid though too. They are the uh, Mahomes and and I'm sorry, Mahomes and Andy Reid are now the uh, the winningest quarterback and head coach duo in Allegiant Stadium history. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's like the stat that Big Ben had more wins like in in uh, the Brown Stadium than, than the Browns had for a while. <laughs> right. Something crazy like that. Yeah. All right, who lost this weekend? For me, the clear-cut loser was the PGA. This stuff that went down in uh, at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, it's, it's, an, it's really an embarrassment at this point. I mean, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I mean, they're just more and more, you know, footage of – this is stuff you would see at the infield at the Indy 500 where yeah. people are just hammered. And it started with that 16th hole play that they do there, but it looks like it was happening all over the course, you know. People, guys relieving themselves outside the concession area. Like, it looks like Happy Gilmore. Yeah, exactly. Hear, like, we, it was a whole – they lost control of the whole place. Yeah, like, I know they shut off alcohol sales yeah, yesterday. They, they closed the gates, shut off alcohol sales. Then you started having players who were yelling. I mean, I don't know if you saw any of the stuff on social media. Billy Horschel threw down, yeah. man. He was – Basically, this is my job. Stop yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, Jordan Spieth. Hits a shot. You you could read his lips. You know, not suitable for uh, for us on air. What he said and um, Zach Johnson yelling at fans, telling him to just shut your mouth, please shut up. I mean, that's what he was saying. It's. Uh, I mean, it feels like the Eric Andre meme, verbal meme of you know the <laughs> of PGA golf complaining about all the hooligans out there and you know how did this happen? It's because the PGA has been promoting this for the last five years as the biggest party on tour. Like, yeah. Everyone talks about it. They do it on the Super Bowl weekend for a reason. Like they want it to be, compete and to be a big thing, and and like they have created a monster. And I don't know how they dial it back. Yeah, they lost control. I mean, to the extent where I thought about what would Live do, even I think Live the Live Tour would be like, whoa, you know, this is this is a little much, man. You guys need to do something. Well, it, it was bad. In the past, the players have talked about how much they love it. Yeah, yeah. So has that changed now? Do the players hate it now? No, I mean, I think it just kind of gets to a point where it's like. It's having fun and drinking and having a good time at a tournament, and then also just like, damn you, you know, people, go yeah, back to your shanties, screaming in their backswing, and just. I, don't <laughs> know. I saw something that said that there Shoot. was over half a million people on the course at once, like they just lost control of the of the ticket group or whatever, and they were just letting anybody in. People were going into like VIP booths that were all you can drink and like just you know drinking whatever they could, and nobody could stop them, and that just became a a mess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was something. I I just I hardly watched any of the tournament just because there was so many other things going on. But 
just the stuff I've seen on social media it was making me kind of making me sad after a while. It's like, okay, I've seen enough people mudsliding without their shirts on and just, I mean, it was down berms. And I mean, it was because they got a little bit of rain. So that made it a little wet. Hot, and muddy. Yeah. So it was just a, a total, total perfect storm of a combination of bad things that would create bad behavior. And it just got out of hand. So. It's been a lot of no-name winners, too. Like, it's, I think the first four events, it's been at least 120 to 1 winners so far. This year? Yeah. So, yeah. it's just been a lot of guys, like, you know, that I feel like they were kind of banking on, like, a Scotty Scheffler winning that to kind of be able to mask over the the bad stuff that happened with all the fans. And who was the playoff? Nick Taylor won, but who did he have the playoff against? Charlie Hoffman. Charlie was, Hoffman. Yeah. 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 I guess that's what happens when your good players go to live. Yeah. Liv might be enjoying this a little bit. Um, my other loser, we talked a teeny bit about this, but again, it's a little more close to me because I spent some time on the West Coast and paid attention to them. UCLA football, maybe UCLA athletics, they're they're in trouble, man. This Chip Kelly move kind of uh, accentuates it because and it's more about who they can't seem to draw for the job at this point there's not big names available and they're late in the game too yeah I mean, it's, yeah it's hard in february i mean because if you have a regular off season pj fleck probably takes that job right yeah could be yeah but now they're entering big 10 play and they are at a decided disadvantage uh, as you'd mentioned john they have, haven't really been recruiting much and uh, now they've lost their coach and whoever they're going to bring in is you know, might be a fine coach, but they they've got a lot they got a lot of ground to make up in a short amount of time. So UCLA is on that list for me. And then my third one, it's I don't know, it's kind of fun, but it's also like I feel like uh, from last night. I think uh, rollerblades kind of uh, there's been a lot of fun made of uh, rollerblades on social media after uh, Usher's performance. And anybody making fun of that didn't see him in Vegas. I'm telling you the. The way he was moving around that stage, the whole crew, it was it was mesmerizing. Yeah, and I need to clarify because uh, Roberto earlier in the show made that comment that they weren't rollerblades. It was uh, it was speed speed wheels or whatever the yeah. hell you would call them. The but. quads, yeah. The when I think of rollerblades, I think of the ones just in line. The yeah, the speed skates, the quads. That's kind of yeah. That's what they were on. Those are the ones you can do cool tricks on and slide yeah. around. I can't I can't really use those. The best meme that was floating around on that was that video I sent to you guys of Peter Murphy from Family Guy doing. <laughs> Doing his rollerblading, saying this is a cut, a cut, you know, highlights from the Usher concert. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was my third. That one, I don't know. There's part of it that I thought was kind of cute, but I also was like, really? I'm watching a dude roller skate. But, yeah, now you've got me thinking after what you saw on his show. Shame on you, Bob. The rollerblades are so cool. The skates, the, the quads, whatever. You can use them interchangeable. The skating around, I like. I feel like that's a part of the culture in Atlanta too. I don't know. I'm just basing that off the movie ATL, where they're rolling or where they're skating around. But either way, my losers of the weekend number three. I think it's officially dead, so it makes it the third biggest loser of the weekend. The 2018 college football coaching cycle: Scott Frost at Nebraska, Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M, Willie Taggart at Florida State, Dan Mullen at Florida, Chad Morris at Arkansas. Joe Moorhead, Mississippi State. Kevin Sumlin, Arizona. Herm Edwards, Arizona State. Jeremy Pruitt, Tennessee. And now Chip Kelly at UCLA. All duds. All terrible hires. Hmm. 
not one guy you could even look at and say, ah, you know, that wasn't that bad. Of of the group, I mean, I guess Dan Mullen had the best run of there, everybody, I, I guess. Yeah. There was a minute last last season when it looked like Kelly might have UCLA headed in the right direction, but then that all fell apart this season. So, But like you, number two, I had UCLA just in general. Uh, they they seem dead in, when yeah. it comes to athletics. The, the basketball program is bad this year. Mick Cronin. Maybe going to come back east. He's a name to watch for for Louisville if it opens. So uh, UCLA's in trouble. Number one, I got to think the biggest loser of the weekend though, is just Kyle Shanahan. Now three Super Bowls he's been a part of where his team's blown a double-digit lead. 28-3. to three, You know They had a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl in 2019-20 against the Chiefs. And then last night, a 10-0 lead that he blew. He's just now going to be mentioned in terms of biggest losers. You know, when we talk about, like, the Bills and the teams that, like, choke and can't get over the hump, very rarely do you point, like, at a coach. Like, very rarely do we, like, single out a single guy who couldn't get it done. But Shanahan now is going to be along, uh, a part of that crew in terms of just name recognition. Dan Marino, Kyle Shanahan, guys who can't get it done. Sam, anybody we missed? Um, Unfortunately, I put down some of uh, Tennessee's basketball resume wins. Wisconsin. Drops four straight now, gets blown out against Rutgers. Uh, Illinois loses a tough one against Michigan State, and then Kentucky obviously looks terrible against Gonzaga. So those are three of your wins that were, you know, you were you were hoping were going to be kind of big resume building wins, and those three are, are starting to fade a little bit. Is that four straight losses or three? Four, four, I think for well, okay, say three. I know they lost to Purdue and Michigan. They lost to Nebraska. They lost to Nebraska in overtime. Yeah. Nebraska and then they got their okay. ass kicked by Rutgers. Yeah. Yep. Okay, fair enough. I'd forgot about the Nebraska game. Yeah, they got dominated by Rutgers. Yeah. And yeah. Rutgers is, you know, they're, they're 12 and 10 going into that game. I was going to say, they're not that good this year. No. Um, that's a good one, actually. Yeah. Good job by you, Sam. <laughs> Anything else, Bob? Um, nah. We might talk Super Bowl commercials. I have one that. I was very confused by. We can talk about that when we come back. It's the morning show on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the. You said you got some commercial thoughts you want to get off your mind? Well, top of the list for me was. And, and I found myself liking it, but I had trouble, like kind of following what the what the whole motive of it was and that was the Dunkin Donuts or the Dunkin spot with uh, Ben Affleck and uh Matt Damon, Jennifer Lopez. Did you see that one? Yes. Yes, uh, Ben finally getting to cash in on the memes in terms of uh we've had multiple memes of him looking Really stressed with Dunkin' Donuts surrounding him, so I'm glad he got some money out of it. Yeah, and I mean, Damon was great, you know, doing the whole, you know, I, I can't believe I'm here doing this. And yeah. What did he say at the end? Something like, uh, yeah, I told you as a friend I'd do anything. This is anything. Yeah. Um, but I, I still, there was a lot of questions. And I, it, I think they tried to pack a lot into a spot, that's all, but... But there were some good ones. There always are. Uh, I, you know, you brought it up earlier. The I think it was in your winners. The movie trailers were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that that are coming out. Um, and I was trying to think of, uh, you know, Sam was texting us last night about the E Trade babies, which uh, that was good. That was good. I um, 
the Christopher Walken one. I that loved. Was uh, that was there, there were some good ones. There there weren't that many duds. Though you know the one that's getting a lot of heat. The the ones that I thought they were really well done. The one about washing the feet with the in excess song never tear us apart. It was you know. It was based, it was religious-based. Promoting Jesus. Promoting Jesus. As a matter of fact, there was somebody who said it while we're watching the spots before it even ended. They were like, this is a Jesus thing. It's like, okay. And they were right. Uh, Those are getting a little bit of heat, but they they were well done. Uh, You know, for the last couple months, everyone's been complaining and crying about Taylor Swift and how much we've been beating over the head with her. And I saw Tucker... From the drive, you know, was doing his personal countdown or count up or whatever the hell you're calling it. He kept a running tally of every time she was shown. And everyone's been talking about how oversaturated we are with her. I want that same energy for Jeff Goldblum and Glenn Powell. Because every time I looked at a commercial, Jeff Goldblum was in a damn commercial. And every time I see a new movie coming out, Glenn Powell is in it. Glenn Powell is the lead of Twisters? Why? Why? I was mad about that. Yeah, why? why They're ruining a great movie. They're just going to put him in there. You know, I'm I'm fine with the you know the the reboot slash sequel or whatever. Like, hey, you know, multiple tornadoes. Okay, that's cool. And you know, Bill Paxton's no longer with us. R.I.P. So it's like he can reprise his role. So like, Glenn Powell, I guess is just going to be the new guy they beat over us, beat us over the head with. Jeff Goldblum in every damn commercial, and Glenn Powell's in every damn movie. He was great in Top Gun, too, though. And anyone but you made a lot of money. I mean, Glenn Powell, you can't Not because of Glenn Powell. I mean, well, you know, Glenn Powell was a part of it. Glenn Powell, he was, you know, I don't know if you saw the movie. I went and watched it. I mean, Sex Appeal was jumping off the screen. I mean, he, he was he's a good-looking guy. I don't want to sound like I'm a hater because I, I do find him to be attractive. He's solid-looking. I don't know if he's a good actor or not. Like, I don't know how much range he's got. Like, I mean, I think the only thing he kind of plays like, the, the cocky guy. I think I'm kind of a hater. Once you touch Twister, once you touch Twister, no, okay. it's not because he's handsome. Once you touch Twister, that's a good movie that now is just going to get diluted. I'm imagining, I'm imagining he's just going to be a cocky tornado chaser in this movie with maybe a little bit of a rough side that maybe you find out it's not that bad. Like I mean, that's who he played in Top Gun. That's who he played in Anyone But You. I don't know how much depth he has to his character, but he's cashing checks. And again, Anyone But You made like 250 million dollars in the box office, so he might have single handedly, or not single handedly, but <laughs> Uh, with Sidney Sweeney, they might have you know revitalized the rom-com genre because it had been kind of dead for a while. And now they might say it's a moneymaker. He kind of is a movie star, but I'm tired of him. <laughs> Let's give it a little bit of a rest. You don't want to get oversaturated. It happens with everybody. It happened to McConaughey. It happened to Ryan Reynolds. Two of the guys we love right now. I don't think you, you could find too many actors with a higher approval rating than, than Matthew McConaughey and... Those like Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds, yes, Deadpool, <laughs> sorry. Both of those guys. But now we love them when we see them. Like, oh, cool. But they got oversaturated for a while. Be careful, Glenn Powell. We're going to turn on you very quickly. It might be Twisters. Sam's already turned on you. It might be Twisters. The other commercials, there were a couple others that resonated with me. Uh, one, personally, just because if you have a family member who might have some vision impairment or something, the Google Pixel ad was pretty pretty amazing. Yep, that was good. Um, really well done. Um, Michael Sarah for Sarah V was. <laughs> I just love everything about him anyway. So he was he the was, opening line of that where we talked about his, you know, something with his skin. Yeah, I'm a big skin guy. Like it, it just was perfectly delivered because yes, you do seem like 
a serial killer who would be skinning people. Like it was perfect. Yeah. And I thought um, I thought the Volkswagen commercial was good too. I mean, the whole thing is about them. You know, it's about their brand, but also they're introducing kind of a rebirth of the the old bus, the old Volkswagen bus coming in sometime in twenty twenty four. Um, that one's a little more nostalgic, probably you know showing my age a little bit. But I thought that was uh, I thought that was a good spot. Um, there were some bad ones though too, some clunkers. As much as I like Daniel Levy and Heidi Gardner, the Homes.com thing. Uh, there was Goldblum, as a matter of fact, was in that too. Right. I liked the campaign though. Like I don't know about the ones that actually aired on the Super Bowl, but they were playing one before the Super Bowl uh-huh. where they were trying to come up with their tagline, and like a janitor comes by and like yeah, the line. no, like, that one's good. I liked that one. I don't know how I felt about the. The push and like you know the multiple. It's always a weird flex whenever companies do multiple Super Bowl commercials. It's almost like you're trying a little too hard. Yeah. When you're coming back and you're doing like a trilogy. Okay, we get it. You got a lot of money to spend. And for someone like Homes.com, that just makes me mad. Like, yeah, we know. We all know the the housing market is screwed, and you guys are making a lot of money. And who knows? I don't know if Homes.com is like Zillow, where they're like buying homes in these places and selling them themselves. But like, it didn't give me a funny feeling. Like, oh yeah. People are making so much money on this, they could spend $10 million for three Super Bowl commercials. It didn't leave me feeling good. <laughs> there's a little bit There's a little bit to that when you run multiple commercials. I don't know. I mean, like, Timu, okay, we get it. You got a lot of money, and maybe, you know, I'll check you out. But, like, someone, like, that's capitalizing on housing prices, I don't know about that. Timu's getting bad scores, by the way, as a commercial. Really? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Houston texted in saying his mother might be the, the biggest Timu customer in Tennessee. <laughs> Maybe they'll recruit some new ones. Yeah. I'll probably check them out and see what they got. I don't know. Is it like DHgate where you just get like cheap knockoff jerseys? Or are they selling fake stuff? I don't know what it is. Any other commercials? None of them really stood out to me. Again, it was good to see my girl Jenna. Jenna Ortega and the Doritos commercial. They, they, Happy for her to get a check. They talked about the uh, Clydesdales making it back for... I never saw the Clydesdales. It was on there. Oh, was it? Yeah. I must have missed the spot. It was kind of a short one, though, for what they... I feel like they normally do a minute ad, and yeah. it was a 30th. I didn't I see it either. What was it? Uh, it wasn't super Just memorable. them running in the field? Yeah, yeah. kind of, you know, classic puppy. I'd be kind of cool <laughs> if that was it. There's just the horses just running in the field for 30 seconds. Budweiser. That's got to be the easiest one to make, right? You just get the Clydesdales out there and get I them was, looking. I, I'm happy to see they're still a thing, I guess. Yeah. Still out there. Yeah. I heard the, like, I heard some hype over the Coors Light doing, like, the Silver Bullet Love Train commercial again. I didn't see that one, but that I heard it was underwhelming. Yeah, it was. I, I and, Add them to the list, by the way. The guys from Scrubs. Not that good of a show. <laughs> yeah. I, I've had enough of the guys from Scrubs. I get it. You guys are friends. Yeah. They and you know what else? Throw Jason Momoa on there, too. <laughs> kind of over Jason Momoa. Can you have one movie that's that's good? Jason Momoa. Any thoughts on Chris Pratt and the Pringle spot? That was good. It I was thought nice it was... to see Chris Pratt you know, do something one. good. It, it was fine. It was just him with a mustache and then calling the Pringles. Some girl's like, you look like the Pringles guy. And then he ends up getting the whole movie out of it. And at the end, she's like, do I get a cut? And he's just like, no. He gives her a Pringle. But, like, he's okay. Chris Pratt, you're, you're borderlining on that. But you went away enough. Yeah. But he's it's kind of what I'm talking about. He got oversaturated for yeah, a while. Sure did. Hey, you're, you're funny as the quirky guy on Parks and Rec. Good job. Uh, one one last one that was I thought sneaky good. There's two. Kawasaki, the party in the front, business in the back. Did you see that? Anytime you bring Stone Cold Steve Austin in and put yeah. in a mullet, I that's like going to that be a one, win. Yeah. That was good. And then Ken Jeong on the Popeyes commercial mm. was good. About Another guy got oversaturated for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go away sometimes. You got to go away sometimes. I mean, Jason Momoa hasn't had any good movies, right? Like, Aquaman flopped. He's just pretty. 
I mean, the Fast and Furious, the last one, was probably the worst one of all of them. And he's, like, the main villain. I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily his fault it sucks, but, like, it was maybe the worst one or second to worst one. I just don't know if Jason Momoa is a good actor. Call Drago. I mean, he was good as that in, you know, Game of Thrones way back in the day, but that's been a decade ago. Never spoke, hardly. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, he's just walking around, look tough and strong. I mean, yeah. I just don't know if Jason Momoa is any good. I've had enough of Jason Momoa. Add him to the list. So I don't know their names. The Scrubs guys, that's who Donald Faison and Zach Braff. Zach Braff. I guess I do know their names. Yeah. Put them on the list. <laughs> no more. Enough. Go away for a little bit. It did happen with Chris Pratt, though. Andy Dwyer, ha, I'm funny, I'm, I'm kind of fat. And then he lost weight, and all of a sudden he's a superhero. Now he's everywhere. Guardians of the Galaxy, everywhere. He's doing the... Why is he the guy in Jurassic Park? I don't know. One more Super Bowl thing, and this is not commercials, but we for, we forgot to mention this. They Somebody kept count of how many times Tony Romo said, Jim? <laughs> how many was it? 44. <laughs> I just wonder what 44. Jim Nance thinks. <laughs> That is a ton. Like, if you're Jim Nance, you just pull rank yeah. and just be like, it's him or me. Yeah. He could do that. Like, go go get me, Greg Olson. Give me, give me anybody. Him and Greg Olson would be great. Tony Romo. We had too much of him, too. Go yeah. away, Tony Romo. Sketchers commercials. <laughs> he doesn't have to come back for me, though. Tony yeah. Romo can just leave. You know, and If he comes back five <laughs> years later, six years later. I'll uh, I'll say okay maybe Tony Romo's learned some things he's he's gotten better he's calmed down he you know maybe maybe he realizes he just doesn't want to do it anymore I don't know but go away Tony Romo you've been here too long <laughs> which by the way uh, maybe it should have been honorable mentions for losers of the weekend yeah they brought up Troy Aikman uh, his his tweet did you see that yeah because uh, in 2019 like they had yeah. said something like <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes already has 33 percent of Troy Aikman's total yards and eight percent of his games and Troy Aikman quote to his like will holler at me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl rings. And now he has 100% of his Super Bowl rings. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to obviously eclipse the yard. It might, might already be there with the yards. But, yeah, Troy Aikman, uh, honorable mention for loser of the weekend. All right, let's go to break. It's the morning show on Fan Run Radio. White Claw to There was a part of the game, I believe it was after the muff punt, where I was just thinking about how mad I would be if I was a 49ers fan. And that happened, and they just kept showing Taylor Swift. Like, after every big play, like, at what point did you start getting mad if you're a 49ers fan, where, like, where you're, like, boycotting her music now, and you hate her? You're talking about people who might be getting oversaturated and need to go away. The Kelseys, they're on that teeter. They're, they're on that, uh, they're, they're close to hitting that level. They're close to hitting that level. I didn't need to see Jason Kelsey shots in the in the booth talking to Ice Spice or whatever. I didn't need that in my life. Travis, like, hey, I'm coming back. I got the ick, Bob. I, I thought that might be the moment Taylor Swift fell out of love with him when he's up there screaming, you got to fight for your right to party and, and chanting Viva Las Vegas. It's like, this is it. He's lost Taylor. But then, then he goes down and gets a big hug and a kiss, so maybe not. <laughs> 
Yeah, I... Uh, Viva Las Vegas! He sang the whole chorus. It was a lot. It was a lot. And then, it, yeah, and I'll leave Jim Nance alone after this, but him trying to kind of lead the, you got, it sounds like you've got a right to fight to part. You know, yeah. You, yeah. you got to fight. Did I like, miss something? Was that like a, a battle cry for them or something? Like, is, is there something on record where Kelsey's a big Beastie Boys fan? I didn't, I didn't understand why, where that came from. But then, yeah, I mean, Kelsey took the cue yeah. and started singing, so something had been said. Well, he did it. Well, so he did it the last at the uh, the championship, right? The oh. AFC championship. Game. Okay. I don't he know how it. many he's done it for a couple of years though. Now. Okay, yeah. so I guess it is a thing. Okay. I guess, yeah, but I don't know where it started. I agree. I but when know. Nance did, I was like, "What?" And then yeah. he started singing. I was like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it was. Uh, Kick I, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Kelseys. Does Kansas City play that in the stands or something? Like, is that They've like got a, one to, of their right? like? I don't. Are the Beastie Boys from Kansas City? Like, I don't. They're from Brooklyn, right? They're from like New York, right? I'll, I'll look it up. Well, and you know the whole deal. You heard during the national anthem because you've been to Kansas City, right? During the two na- times the national anthem, they always say home, you know, home of the Chiefs, mm-hmm. right? Instead of Brave, because you could hear that bleed in last night during the national anthem. By the way, I thought it was a shoe-in that Reba was going to get the under on the national anthem. She but, went with a double Brave. Yeah. So yeah, with the double brave. Apparently, they both like the sports books cash the under and the over. Really? Because like the first brave went on the under or something. They but then double back. Yeah, I don't know. A, then I someone was complaining about an audio mishap and the flyover. I don't know. Those books take such like small bets on that that it doesn't matter. Like it's it might lose two thousand dollars off of it. Or I heard I heard even, Vegas lost big on a a ton of like ninety percent of the bets were on the game to go to overtime. It was like plus nine hundred to go to overtime, really? and all of their tickets, like ninety percent of their tickets, were on the. Because yeah, no to one's going to say no, right? Like no <laughs> one's going to lay like the minus two thousand right. no. So yeah, like uh, sure. I guess Travis Kelsey said you got to fight for your right to Lombardi. I guess after the uh, AFC So like I nice guess they one. had set that up. I don't know, but I thought that was the moment where she was going to look and say, "I'm I'm dating a meathead," <laughs> and the Super Bowl was fun, but now it's time to go our separate ways. Like I'm going back to Japan. To do my tour, my world tour, and I've had enough of this meathead. Uh, yeah. She could easily blame him yelling at Andy Reid. It just, you know, he seemed a little a little aggressive, and I don't know. But, yeah, the, the Jason Kelsey at the point, the Travis Kelsey at the point where maybe, maybe just go away for a little bit. Just go away. So, speaking of the Kelsey brothers, because, boy, Jason – Jason's living his best life right now, um, and he hasn't officially retired. But you got to believe the way he's acting out; he's going to retire. And he's even been in conversation with uh, ESPN and Fox already about, you know, the possibility of a TV career. Really? Yeah. So. Just doing like studio stuff, or trying to do like his his podcast and like do that, like kind of like McAfee, or is he going to become like that type of personality? Or? They didn't specify. I could see him being a studio guy. Actually, I think he could be probably pretty good. He needs, he need a little bit of grooming. Oh no. But... Poor Mark Schlereth. Yeah. Poor Mark Schlereth and Jeff Saturday. I guess their, their corner's getting taken over. Could be. I guess Schlereth's been gone from ESPN for a while, but Jeff Saturday, like he's going to get replaced as the offensive line expert. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I mean it's it's smart, I, but you're right. Maybe they maybe ESPN tries to get a little bit of a taste of what they're doing with their podcast and other things too. Um, another newsworthy thing that happened over the weekend was Amazon was granted an exclusive streaming right for an NFL playoff game next season. Really? Yes. 
Uh, Are they going to take peacocks? They didn't say. There's not many details that have come out yet. Um, I didn't know if peacocks was maybe just a one-year thing, and they're going to rotate, and then one, week, one year it'll be on Paramount, and they'll just kind of let everybody get a taste of that exclusive playoff game. It says here, the source says Peacock did not lose the rights. Okay, so never mind. So... Uh, Amazon earned the deal by hitting certain performance benchmarks in the company's 2021 streaming deal with the NFL on Thursday Night Football. So, okay, Amazon's not messing around, man. They're uh, I got Amazon. Just keep it off Apple. Yeah, Apple's the only one right now. I'm not, I'm not paying for. I draw the line there. Okay, yeah, Peacock, Paramount, Amazon. You can get me, but Apple, that's just a bridge too far until one of your shows comes back. You bring back shrinking or you bring bring back severance, you'll get my money again. But for now, you're not getting my $8 a month. So just keep it off there. So if you think about it, Amazon's got Thursday night football. They also had the Black Friday game, which was, I think, a coup. That was a great, that was a great move. And now they're going to get a playoff game. So... NFL's definitely got an eye towards uh, a streaming future. They're looking at it. You know, they're trying to balance both. But so of their six playoff games in round one, they're going to put two behind a paywall because I can't imagine it'll be a, a you know divisional round or conference championship game. I, don't, I can't imagine that going behind a paywall. Like it still feels like it has to be the opening weekend. So they're going to go do two. Yeah, sounds like it. It's. Uh... I mean, I guess I'll complain, but I guess I'll watch it. It's a new day. It doesn't bother me. Uh, the Peacock one, I understand, got people up in arms. Amazon, there's so many people that are subscribers to Amazon and so have access to Prime Video that I can't imagine that's going to be that big of a deal. Well, plus you've already been also, like, led to it. Yeah. Like, if you're an NFL fan, chances are you've already bent the knee for Amazon streaming because you want to watch their games already. Yeah, and they, you know, exactly. And and there was definitely greater adoption in the second year of Thursday Night Football. Uh, total viewership was up almost 25% year over year. Now, maybe that means the number in year one was super low, but bottom line is there's growth, and you get the double-digit percentage growth that's significant. So, um, Well, I really hope they have somebody else calling the game besides Kirk Street when it comes time. No offense uh, to Kirk. That's where, again uh, – I feel like the Romo leaving CBS thing, I don't know if that will happen. I'd love to see Olsen go to Thursday Night Football. He's got to go somewhere and be the guy. He can't be the number two guy at Fox. That's just that's wrong. That is wrong. Although I saw some clips of Brady doing some stuff for his podcast. I don't know if you saw this on social media saying this guy is going to be better than you think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And when I listened, I was like, he was good. No, I mean, I have a lot of confidence that Brady is going to be good. I, I I don't worry about Brady and his work ethic or Brady and his knowledge or his charm, I worry about Brady not wanting to do it for 10 years. Like, And that's like the contract he has. I, I think Brady's a two-year guy, and then he wants to go try to do something else. It's kind of what I would think if I was you know, picking apart the Brady contract. You mentioned in Brady, you just reminded me. It's still Super Bowl hangover, but the, what was the commercial? Was it FanDuel, the betting one with uh, Vince Vaughn? I think it was Vaughn? MGM. MGM with Vince Vaughn. Yeah. That was a great spot, yeah. too. And Where you for- can play unless you're Tom Brady. You've won enough. Yeah, Brady was good in that, actually. He was uh, he was good. We'll do a little look ahead to next season with the uh, the points pre- or the, uh, the the future odds. Not the point spreads. No more games for point spreads. Unless you want to get into the, the XFL, USFL merger or whatever and... What the hell are they call that league? UFL. UFL. The UFL. 
the United Football League. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any point spreads for that yet. We'll look at futures for next year's Super Bowl after the break. Stick with us. Well, football season's over. How do you feel, Sam? Uh, I'm excited for next year. I got nothing to look forward to or hang my hat on from the Titans this year. We're on to next year. Are you already in, like, off-season mode? Oh, yeah. I'm ready to make a mock draft for myself and see where we're going in free agency in the draft. Yeah, I mean, the draft is only two and a half months away. It's like the NFL's not going to have much of an off-season. Now's the time to, like, hey, get your – Get your final predictions in or get, get your mocks, I guess, started. Not final predictions, but now the final draft order is set. It's time to start figuring things out. Are there any big free agents this year? Yeah. I mean, where? Just where, any, just where in, in, in terms of the – just. I think it's a strong wide receiver class. Okay. I mean, I think you got guys – maybe – I think there's a decent amount of guys that are – Technically free agents that probably won't leave their team, like a T. Higgins and like a Michael Pittman for Bob's Colts. But like, I think there's guys like that. Like Mike Evans is a free agent. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a, you got like Tyler Boyd from the Bengals. Like, I, I think there's some guys that are definitely kind of looming out there. Not a ton in terms of like offensive line. That's never a thing that really comes out in free agency. Did but. did Brock Purdy do enough last night, Bob, to keep that job? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think so. He was shaky in the rest of the playoffs, I thought, but last night I didn't think he was the problem. He looked cool last night, boy. It was like they could not get him down most of the time. I just wonder with Shanahan's affinity for Kirk Cousins, if he'd look and say, that guy can get us over the hump, he's better than Brock, or somebody like that. But I'd say they keep Brock because he's cost efficient. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be an awkward dynamic too, just like benching him for a year and then probably going back to him. Yeah, you know, no, like, I mean it'd have to be like a trade him and move on. You don't really want to do that. So I'd imagine Brock kept the job. I, I, I am wondering what the discourse around him would have been had they won. Would we all of a sudden have made Brock Purdy a top five quarterback, or just be like, hey, this completely changes the way we look at roster building? <laughs> I don't know, but. The 49ers are the favorites right now to win next year's Super Bowl at plus 550, according to DraftKings. Chiefs, plus 650. Ravens, 900. Bills, 950. Lions, 12 to 1, tied with the Bengals. Those are your six best teams heading into next year. Bob, do you agree or disagree with the order? I'm okay with the order, except, boy, I feel that's a lot of love for the Bengals. I agree. I agree. Uh, I mean, the, the jury's not out on – I mean – Bob, there's only one active quarterback that's ever beaten Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game. I know, but he can he will he be playing? That's my concern is that he's now becoming injury prone. Ah, yeah, that's all. If they don't have him, they're. I mean, we see what happens. That that's the only one I I question. But the top ones, no, I don't disagree with. I guess if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'd be like, well, we just won it all. Why wouldn't we be top of the list? If I was a Chiefs fan, that's fun. I'll get my yeah. money down now. And yeah, yeah exactly. when it comes time for the AFC Championship, and now we're like even money, I'll just consider this a proper investment. But you know, you point out the Bengals. I would say the Lions being on footing with the Bengals is a little surprising. Like I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know if like the Lions are just all of a sudden going to be a mainstay at the top and. You had Dan Campbell kind of say that after their game. It was like, you know, next year's going to be a lot tougher. 
we're not sneaking up on anybody anymore. We're going to be a part of being the hunted. Like we're we're a premier franchise now, and you're going to get people's best shots. Just between the Lions and the Bengals, I probably have more confidence in the Bengals. Although they did lose their offensive mastermind, they did lose their offensive mastermind. Callahan is gone now. He's going to be in Tennessee. The Bills nine fifty, Ravens nine hundred. Sure, I guess. I'll say when you get to the next tier, Dolphins seventeen, Eagles, Packers, Cowboys twenty to one, Texans twenty two to one, Jets twenty five to one. I will say the Eagles falling that far seems like there might be some value. Like you could maybe have a little bit of a bounce back year for them. I was going to say that as well at twenty to one. Like when I'm looking there. Them and the Cowboys, both at 20-1, to I think I might take a flyer on both of them and take my chances. Those teams are both still really, really talented. And there is one thing about both those franchises that right now I have confidence in both of their front offices to draft well and get good players. The Eagles have had been, you know, been good at acquiring talent in the offseason, as have been the, uh, the Cowboys. Chargers at 25-1 with Harbaugh. Eh, Harbaugh and Herbert, maybe, I don't know. You just mentioned the Jets. All I could think of last night is how, how much McCole Hardman is loving life, getting out from that, coming back to Kansas City, getting the game winner. He did have to feel good, right? Ugh. And then he had the viral clip of, uh, was it from Hard Knocks? Yeah, where he was predicting that his team was going to beat the 49ers yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, at the time, he played for the Jets. Yeah. But, you know, maybe that was just McCole Hardman's destiny to beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl, and he gets the walk-off touchdown. Which also love the, the the meticulousness of it and the planning. You had Mahomes afterwards say, "Well, that was a variation of Corn Dog. That was the play that kind of won the Super Bowl with last year against the against the Eagles at the goal line, or at least scored the go ahead touchdown." It was like, "Hey, you know, it's uh, it's Corn Dog. We're gonna run this little quick motion, and then my guy's gonna stop and run back out, and that's how Hardman scored the touchdown. They they just." Just seem to be planning for everything and just seem to, you know, be writing a perfect script. Meanwhile, the 49ers just seem to be kind of going off vibes with no real game plan. You know which what could have fit into our winners and losers on the loser side? I felt horrible for this guy was Dre Greenlaw. Yeah. yeah. Tore yeah. his Achilles, man. Just coming yeah. out onto the field. You play to get into that game that you might not ever get there again. Fell and you don't it. even go out like on your shield for yeah. for lack of a better term, like going out like making a big play or like mm-hmm. getting hurt in the in the action. Total fluke. It's just I'm running out on the field and like you kind of become I don't want to say a meme, but like it's a laugh it's a laughable thing. Like yeah. this guy's just running unless like a sniper gets him. That's tough. Yeah. On the flip side, that's the only injury. I feel like last year at the Super Bowl, the whole talk was like how bad the turf was and people slipping and complaining about the conditions kittle shoulder popped out for a bit and kelsey almost killed that defensive back that tackled him at the end of the fourth quarter but outside of that yeah like you only had the one guy going down with the achilles running through just the next tier chargers 25 to one you got jags bears falcons falcons 30 to one falcons what (laughs) rams browns 35 to one browns 35 to one maybe i don't know I like that the Jags and the Bears have the same odds. Yeah, Colts 45 to 1, Vikings 55, Seahawks 60. Titans got the second worst odds at plus (laughs) 15,000. Only ahead of the Panthers at plus 25,000. Get it while you can. Get it while you can. That's right. All right. I got a Super Bowl hangover myself just from lack of sleep. I didn't do anything for the game last night. I'm excited to go rest. 
Sorry if I was a little all over the place today. I'm running on fumes. Good job by you boys today. The G.I. Jake Show coming up next. We'll see how Marcus Young wiggles his way out of the Patrick Mahomes hate from the last two weeks. We'll see how he gets out of that. Be locked in on Fan Run Radio.